and we have to really escalate the noise we make so that we'll be heard. Welcome to Gay USA. I'm Andy Hum. I'm Ann Northrup, and we're taping on Valentine's Day. It probably is not Valentine's Day anymore where you are, but it is here right now as we're in the studio. And since we don't have Valentines and are not each other's Valentines, we have lots of love in our lives. We do, but I want to do a little Valentine shout out to my friends Katie and Jen, who I had dinner with last night after not seeing them for a while. Uh, they're two of my favorites. Uh, we have a little picture of me with them. Uh, and what's cute about this is they've been together for a long time, but they give me credit for introducing them, oh. which was entirely accidental. Uh, Thirteen years ago, I asked them to play golf with me, each of them individually. They didn't know each other. They met while we were all playing golf and uh, fell in love. And picture number two... Matchmaker, matchmaker, make this me is a what match. happened next. <laughs> so, Katie, wow. Brady, Rudolph, Jen, Rudolph. Katie's a crackerjack uh, golf pro, uh, teaching pro who has a very famous protege, Mega Gane, who has become quite the star. And Jen, a crackerjack lawyer. And congratulations to you on all your time together on this lovely Valentine's Day. Ain't love. Grand. It was a blast to see you last night. Now, the news. Well, uh, you probably saw this week uh, that Trump has vowed to support aggression by the anti-LGBTQ Putin regime. Yeah, he hasn't specifically mentioned Putin's uh, homophobia, but we know that that's down part with of it. the... He's down with yes, it. Yes, exactly. And Republicans in general are attacking a lesbian nominee for the federal courts as a Marxist. <laughs> they made that up. Democrats, meanwhile, are issue, issuing a report on the GOP House obsession with atta attacking LGBTQ rights. Uh, transgender Floridians are under siege and they had a statewide protest about the cruel new Department of Motor Vehicles requirement. Book burning is getting real in Missouri politics. We have the video to prove it. Uh, Ohio retreats a bit from thwarting gender-affirming care for adults. Here's a heartbreaking story. A gay man in Tampa who was shot dead by a neighbor after weeks of anti-gay taunting by this neighbor is not getting justice. The police union in New York City loses a challenge to new guidelines for policing protest. Really shameful. We have pictures of that, too. The memorial service for trans leader Cecilia Gentili brings out a packed house of stunned mourners. Steve Ostro, uh, the founder of New York's famous Continental Gay <laughs> Bathhouse back in the 60s, uh, and a gay pioneer in Australia later, has died at 91. That was quite a place, I hear. You went there. I did not. It was quite a story about Steve. <laughs> yes. Uh, Peter Tatchell, a great U.K. activist and the U.K. House Commons speaker, 
uh, are seeking to bar the uh, heinous anti-LGBTQ Ugandan leader from a celebration of the Commonwealth nations. Uh, we have some progress to report for transgender people in Japan. And back on HBO, we're here. And back on Broadway, Boy George. Stay tuned. And, and, and Luke Combs wrote such a nice note to Tracy Chapman after their Grammy appearance together. We're going to read you excerpts from that. Okay. Uh, we'll start with some good news in the elections that took place this week. Uh, you all heard about how Tom Swazi, the Democrat, beat Mozzie uh, Pillip in uh, Long Island, in that district, for Congress. And Queens. Uh, yes. Well, that's part, part of Long of Island. Yes, it is. <laughs> so is You're Brooklyn, right. by You're the way. Right. You're right. All right. So in but in Pennsylvania, the there was a special state House election to determine control of the chamber, which was tied 101 to 101. So Democrat Jim Prokopiak won overwhelmingly, putting the chamber back in Democratic control. Pennsylvania Senate is still led by Republicans 28 to 22. It's one of the only states in the Northeast that does not protect LGBTQ rights. Was that all those gays in Bucks County who elected the Democrat? That was the district, and this guy won big. Okay. Uh, Now, uh, things, of course, are a mess in Congress. You hear about that every day, how the uh, Republicans are gumming up the works and the Democrats are trying to do better and sometimes succeeding and sometimes not. But the Congressional Equality Caucus, which is the LGBTQ members of Congress and allies, a nice big group, have put out a new report called Obsessed. House Republicans' relentless attacks against the LGBTQI plus community in 2023. Just in case not everybody is watching Gay USA (laughs) and they need an update on all the attacks in Congress. Well, it is absolutely obsessive. They always want to put anti-LGBTQ amendments on non-related bills. Uh, The House and Senate Republicans this week filed a bill to ban trans women from the U.S. Olympic teams ahead of the Paris Games. And in April, the House uh, 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 passed a one-house bill banning trans kids from school sports already back in April. So that, you know, now they want to extend it to adults. It's so interesting, the hypocrisy of when they support states making their own decisions or the U.S. Olympic Committee making their own decisions versus when they think they get to make Where the decisions. Our, the blue states are going to become the states' rights parties because we've got to have resistance to what they're trying to impose. And that's I how mean, we're reinstating reproductive rights yes. state by state well, since they made us do it that Stephen way. Stephen Miller, who is Trump's you know top guy, is who will be back in if they get reelected. He could I mean, be the attorney general. He could. Uh, <laughs> he wants to use... Uh, red state uh, national guards to go into the blue states uh, to, you know, enforce, uh, you know, uh, order, uh, et cetera. We'll see him in New York City soon uh, to bolster the police here who are upset about their being told to stand back. More on that later. And then there's Trump, he solidified his alliance with the virulently anti-LGBTQ Putin regime in Russia, welcoming a Russian invasion of a NATO member in Europe if he doesn't think they're spending enough money on defense. Even Nikki Haley condemned him for that. 
on top of his attack on her husband, but she still won't pull back from her pledge to support him if he's the nominee. Don't you think his attack on Nikki Haley's husband did him a lot of damage? I thought his, I thought his attack on John McCain did him a lot of damage, and he got elected president. <laughs> And said soldiers were suckers for enlisting and getting themselves killed. Exactly. All right. I won't put a All lot right, of... Let's, uh, let's, let's, go, let's go to the Senate. Okay. A Republican U.S. Senator John Kennedy of Louisiana. Ah. Louisiana. He went after the out-judicial nominee, Judge Melissa DuBose of Rhode Island, repeatedly asking her if she was a Marxist. She said never. He based it on a 24-year-old interview before she went into law school when she was a school teacher and referred to discussing with her students when she was in a Marxist phase. She had to explain that to Kennedy, a Republican who does not know that no means no. Uh, that he went to Harvard. That she had been a political science or major. Or or something. She'd been a political science major and was immersed in political theory, including Marx and Locke and Rousseau and Eastern religions. And said, and listed all those as things she had studied, yes, yes. and used the phrase Mar Marxist phase to indicate when she was studying exactly. Marx, among those other things, not that she was a Marxist. But exactly. he, of course. And what's wrong with that anyway? Exactly. To, you know, to each according to their needs, from each according to their abilities. Well, I what's just wrong watched, with that? I just watched I heard my father say that once, not knowing it was the, you know, the Communist Manifesto. And he was a stockbroker. He just thought this would be a good way to operate in society. <laughs> well, I just watched Oppenheimer and all the uh, trials and tribulations oh, yeah. over uh, communism and Marxism and everything else. So, but I, uh, Kennedy from Louisiana is a big phony who likes to twist words and make things up, and so he's trying to discredit her inappropriately. Let's hope she gets through. How about that uh, Kelsey and Taylor at the Super Bowl? Well, uh, I did have something to say about that. Oh, no, but, what I, I, I don't care but about. But they also had the Jesus ads. Well, they had the Jesus ads, which are funded by... Uh, Family, uh, no, uh, Hobby Lobby. Hobby Lobby uh, co-founder... David and Green. Alliance Defending Freedom, yeah. and they're and they got a lot of pushback on those. Well, ads. I mean, it sh it showed uh, a clinic, uh, right? Uh, and uh, women uh, washing the feet of the women. Uh, now, of course, the women don't want their feet washed; they want their reproductive freedom. <laughs> well, Pope Francis washed people's feet, yes. but the real story out of the Super Bowl uh, was that there was a Volkswagen ad that had a quick cut of a lesbian wedding, uh, two women kissing in their wedding gowns in the back of a Volkswagen. Uh, there were also a lot of LGBTQ people in ads. Uh, Dan Levy was in some mm -hmm. ads. Kate McKin McKinnon was in ads. My favorite, I don't know if you were paying attention. I didn't watch to the, the ads. ads. I watched the plays. In the meantime, I was doing my taxes. Okay. Well, I watched the ads because I figured usually I forget to watch the ads. But the one I liked was with Aubrey Plaza from White Lotus 2, who's uh, self identified as uh, queer or bisexual or whatever. She was in a Mountain Dew ad that was very droll. And oh, I did catch a little bit of that. <laughs> Hi, I'm America's sweetheart. <laughs> it was very cute. That, right. So there was some representation, but 
not really terribly explicit. Let's go to some stories of resistance. In Florida, trans folks and allies staged die-ins at the DMV, Department of Motor Vehicle Offices, across the state to protest the insanely cruel directive that driver's licenses reflect sex designated at birth. There were actions in Miami, Orlando, Tampa, Jacksonville, and Gainesville. The DMV's directive is part of a nationwide campaign to erase transgender people from the face of the earth. While Equality Florida is demanding a reversal, the state legislature is considering a bill to make it the law. And four states have such laws. Montana, North Dakota, Tennessee, and Kansas. Twelve more are pending. Watch your local well, I, I am, but I'm thrilled with the resistance. I'm thrilled, and, and this is this is what I anticipate for the November elections too. That people are going to come out and vote to get rid of the Republicans wherever they can. I like your optimism. Well, it's worked before, and uh, Florida is continuing uh, with DeSantis back in the governor's chair, having uh, you know slunk back to Florida after failing as a presidential candidate. They have a lot more bad bills on the uh, docket, and one of them is about banning flags that aren't either the uh, U.S. flag or the state flag. So we came across this very moving testimony uh, from a young woman. Talk, Gianni Joseph Ruiz, who was a Quality Florida's Safe and Healthy School senior manager. It's four minutes long. And it says all that needs to be said. Yeah. Um, so my name is Janie Joseph Ruiz. I have I was born and raised in South Florida. I am the daughter of a Haitian immigrant who my mom came over when she was my age exactly. And um, in my experiences growing up in South Florida, through seeing how my mom has been treated, I decided to devote my life to education because I learned early on that education created access. And so the entirety of my career has been devoted to um, creating access to education for people who would otherwise not have that access. And as well as that, creating safer spaces in our education systems for students um, and young adults. Um, And so I have worked with Equality Florida specifically for several years, supporting school districts and implementation of policy. I've sat down with superintendents throughout the state from Miami-Dade, Broward County, all the way up to Duval. And I can tell you right now, hearing this bill sponsor say things like, um, we hadn't considered that. And um, I'd be happy to discuss it. And... Just to hear the fast and loose approach and the vagueness of this bill, I can tell you personally in my conversations with teachers and superintendents and folks who are actually on the ground having to deal with these laws, that the collateral damage from bills like this has been extensive. The fallout and the confusion and the chilling effect of bills like this have been immense. And I'm asking you today to think of the folks in government buildings, to think of the teachers, to think of the educational leaders who are simply trying to do their jobs, who are simply trying to create safer, inclusive spaces for the students who come from all walks of life within their classrooms to ensure that those students feel seen 
Think of those folks. A flag is simply a symbolic gesture. And when a school district flies it, when you walk into a teacher's office and they have your culture's flag or an LGBT flag or a flag of a typically marginalized identity, it is a symbolic gesture that signifies to that student, that employee, that we see you, you are heard, you are invited to the table, and we care. Nothing more than that. So I want to ask you, what exactly are we trying to achieve with this bill? Are we going to accelerate graduation rates for students? Are we going to increase uh, academic uh, progress for our students? Are we going to make uh, teachers feel more involved and supported in the classrooms? No to all of those questions. We are simply going to add to the chaos and the confusion that our teachers have had to deal with. Right now in Broward County, they're getting ready to close down dozens of schools for lack of enrollment because students are leaving and going into charter schools, private schools, and leaving the state. We are losing teachers at an alarming rate, and bills like this are not helping us. So I ask you to think about the people on the ground who will face the real impact of this, the decisions that are made in this room. I face those people every day, and they are going through it. Please consider those folks, and please Remember that what happens here are going to impact the students who have to walk into that classroom every day, unsure of whether they can be seen or be vocal about who they are. Thank you. If only people would listen. Well, first of all, if we keep immigrants out of this country, we're going to lose their children like that, who are so important to the future of this country. And uh, that that just makes me furious. But chaos and confusion in, uh, uh, wait, where did I have that? In, um, sorry, uh, in D Utah, a board member of the Utah Department of Education implied that a high school girl basketball player was trans and therefore not eligible to play. She's not trans. The, this Department of Education board member made that up and just caused chaos and confusion. Even the governor was angry well, at her for that. And in Kansas, the Attorney General Chris Kobach, a well-known monster for many years, yes. but he's the Attorney General, has told student uh, schools that they have to out trans and non-binary students to their parents even though there's no law requiring it. They're not even waiting for laws now. Well, they've moved on in Florida uh, in terms of their destruction of the schools. There's a new bill, the Stop Woke Teacher Training Bill. It bans teacher prep courses that distort significant historical events or teach identity politics based on theories that systematic racism, sexism, oppression, and privilege are inherent in the United States, which... They are, if you study history. Uh, another hit on public school teachers. Florida is short 4,000 teachers, but that's just fine with the GOP. Well, as this woman testified, 
uh, the schools are on their way to destruction. The public schools are going to be out of business. That's the idea. Yeah. And Bridget Ziegler, who was on the school board in Sarasota, involved in a lot of scandal lately. We've now learned that uh, (laughs) this, you know, vigorous anti-LGBTQ campaigner like Carrie Lake in Arizona used to socialize with gay and lesbian friends all the time, and they viewed her as an ally without a modicum of homophobia. One lesbian said Ziegler had worked in fashion in Miami before turning on us. Uh, her, well, her, well, she married Christian Ziegler, who was an avid right winger, and got and her into that, and got her into threesomes with women. <laughs> but but he turned her into this uh, right wing monster. Well. well. She's she responsible for herself. Of course. Yes. And then uh, in let's go to uh, Arlington, Virginia. Virginia. So there's a, a nice little neighborhood. A couple of lesbians have a house there. They fly a, a rainbow flag outside. But their rainbow flag kept getting s- stolen. And they replaced it with another one and then another one. Five. Well, this, if you can see it, is a they finally put a camera out there and that's a guy. You can see his face. You can see his sweatshirt that says army on it because they have arrested two army guys, two serving servicemen who have been coming to that house regularly and snatching, stealing the rainbow flag. These idiots are not only not aware, obviously aware that people put cameras out, but they were filming themselves and posting it on social media. Oblivious. This is, this is no. This is their defense of our country is taking down the pride flag. Well, luckily, the neighborhood's defense is yes. to have lots and lots of people in the neighborhood flying rainbow flags because they're smarter than that. Okay. In Tennessee. Again, why I have hope. Yes. And well, in Tennessee, in Murfreesboro, uh, they've been sued successfully for attempting to refuse permits for pride festivals that had been held there since 2016. The city had passed uh, an ordinance in in 2022 updating community decency standards to deny permits to the Tennessee Equality Project or the... uh, ACLU, they filed a a federal lawsuit and reached a settlement awarding $500,000 to Tennessee Equality and properly consider future permit applications from groups like the ACLU. This was all about drag shows at these events, which they, of course, define as sexualizing children. Yes. I've never understood that. How could they claim such a thing? That's, you know... More of that when we get to international news. But, uh, yes, I mean, we don't want to bankrupt cities by having Murfreesboro have to pay $500,000 to the Tennessee Equality Project. But if you're going to do this nonsense, if you're going to trample on people's rights, if you're going to defame them uh, with lies, then you're going to be punished. Right. Well, in Missouri, a right-wing candidate for state secretary of state is leaving no doubt as to which side she's on. Uh, Let's go to the Uh, Valentina Gomez, 24 years old, candidate for secretary of state of Missouri. This is what I will do to the growing books when I become secretary of state. This book is from the Missouri Public Library. When I'm in office, they will burn. Did 
LGBTQ guide for teens and naked, not your average sex encyclopedia. Her campaign manager said, you want to be gay? Fine. Just don't do it around children. (laughs) She added, I only fear God. Her video has gotten 800,000 views, probably a million by now, and will likely inspire more anti-LGBTQ violence. But we, of course, wanted to show you a picture of book burning in the original German. Uh, Literally. 1933, a bonfire of books, mostly by Jews and about LGBTQ people, from the library of Magnus Hirschfeld, who ran the Sexology Institute, really the first, you know, Western gay activist. Absolutely chilling. As Heinrich Heine wrote of the Berlin book conflagration, this was but a prelude. Where they burn books, they will ultimately burn people as well. And they did. By the millions. So stop this at its root. Uh, I don't think Valentina is a leading candidate for Secretary of State in Missouri, but this is not a good tactic. Wait till we get to North Carolina. Or maybe we should say it right now. Yeah. Uh, North Carolina's Republican Lieutenant Governor Mark Robinson, the leading candidate for the Republican nomination for governor, is pledging to arrest trans women who use men's restrooms. They will be arrested, he said. That tra- and that trans women who need to go to the bathroom when in public should find a corner outside somewhere to relieve themselves. In the past, he's downplayed the threat of Nazism, invoking anti-Semitic Stereotypes, apparently a winning message among North Carolina Republicans. He's quite virulent in his hate. And we've been talking about him for years. Yeah, he got elected lieutenant governor of the state. I understand. It's very depressing. Uh, And in uh, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, uh, there was an elementary school principal, very popular, very successful for years. And then uh, Shane Mernon. And then someone uh, informed the authorities that Shane had a sideline job as a drag performer. Uh, Thus started bomb threats uh, and other threats against the school where he is the principal. Uh, He's leaving his job, not knowing what he's going to do. Forced Uh, to resign. He'd already been banned from working in the elementary school building uh, uh, during school hours. And this is at the behest of the state school superintendent, Ryan Walters, who we've also talked about before as being rabidly anti-LGBTQ. There are, in the red states... They are vociferous about this. There is nothing mild-mannered about any of this. They are, they might as well all have blowtorches. Right. They are, they're really upset. Well, in te- the Tennessee Senate uh, passed a bill allowing officiants to refuse to officiate at marriages if a couple's relationship is against their conscience or, or religious beliefs. But officiants already have the right to not solemnize relationships. It's the clerks who have to serve everybody equally. And uh, and they do lie and they do misstate and they do twist. And the latest this week was the shooting in Texas at Joel Osteen's church, the yes. Lakewood church, where Marjorie Taylor Greene went running out and saying, oh, the shooter was trans. The shooter was trans. Right. No, not. Well, of course, Marjorie Taylor Greene put that put those lies out, but she never complained that the shooter was 
mentally ill and was able to get a uh, AR-15. She didn't complain anything about that. We don't need to do anything about that in Congress. We just need to stop these trans people. And the cops, you know, she brought a seven-year-old child in with her, her son, I believe. Yes, and yes. Uh, and he, he got, he shot, got shot, probably by the cops, but the cops don't want to talk about it. Well, I mean, they were, uh, you know, uh, they, she was an active shooter. Yes. Um, she used male and female aliases because she was a hardened criminal, basically. Yeah. yeah. Now, uh, sort of better news in Ohio, the state health department of, under Governor Mike DeWine, a sometime friend, mostly enemy, pulled back on proposed restrictions for trans adults. The draconian restrictions on trans youth remain. Trans adults were going to have to jump through hoops in order to get care, including consulting with a medical ethicist in a state that doesn't have very many of them. Uh, So, you know. 6,800 people wrote in to complain about this uh, proposed system of requiring uh, trans adults to jump through these hoops, and that helped DeWine back down on it. He's gone back and forth and, and back and forth. He's got a new regulation he wants to be known. No more fly-by-night uh, diagnoses or whatever that means. Uh, he's, no. All right. Okay, in... Tampa, Florida? Yes, at a dog park. Uh, John Lay, 52, we have a picture of him, a gay man, was fatally shot by a man who had been threatening him with homophobic slurs for weeks. A year. All right. But the shooter, Dick Radford, has neither been charged nor arrested. Lay's family, friends, and Equality Florida are demanding an investigation. John had become frightened in the weeks leading up to the shooting, but didn't want to abandon his beloved uh, dog park. Radford is claiming self-defense, but... uh, The killer had been saying to the victim... You're going to die. Yeah. You're going to die. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and then, sure enough, the next day, shot him dead. And, poli- and is just waltzing around saying, well, he threatened me. I had to kill him. Police seem to be fine with that. Well, they haven't done anything yet. The uh, neighborhood is up in arms. Uh, I'd like to think that the police will eventually be forced to bring charges against this guy. But Maybe well, I'm too I much mean, of an let's optimist. talk about the police in New York. A federal judge rejected arguments by the police union that a settlement in a suit versus the city for overaggressive policing during the 2020 protests after the Minnesota police killing of George Floyd. The settlement creates new guidelines for policing protests that include uh, the, the default response to a protest cannot be a large deployment of officers. It bans what they call kettling groups of people in a protest with intent of arrest, even if there's no probable cause, a practice that cost us taxpayers in New York 21500 each for hundreds of protesters who got these settlements. And police must now improve its treatment of the press, us, uh, and can't restrict our right to observe and record a protest. We can, you know, uh, we can, uh, we can't be arrested for covering a protest And uh, if an area is evacuated, we can't be told to leave. So even the detective and sergeants unions approve the uh, endorse the settlement uh, because the city has paid really tens of millions of dollars in damages to protesters who have been mistreated. Let's show some of the pictures as we talk about this. But the patrolman's union wants to continue to do things like this to 
Uh, and I've been at some of these protests, and this is what the police uh, have done. Not always, not all of them, but this is them driving into a crowd of protesters, famously, at one of these uh, Black Lives Matter protests, George Floyd protests, uh, Queer Liberation March uh, protests. The police are really hair-trigger violent in New York City, often, not always, often. And they, they push uh, people off bikes that are driving down the street. Uh, they use their batons on them. They use uh, mace for no reason, for, for peaceful protesters, right. not... Well, there's always, look, we've always, their job is to protect First Amendment activity, not to intimidate it not or from, to stop it. Not from uh, their point so of view. So the NYPD will now have a First Amendment activity senior executive uh, at the role of deputy chief or higher mm. to oversee protest response and officer training. And compliance is supposed to be in the hands of an independent body. As with all of this, we'll see. I am not optimistic about this because I've lived through 40 years but of these uh, We've been pushing for this for a long time. Yes, and we've had previous promises and previous trainings and previous whatever, and it never holds up. All right. All right, well, one uh, protester who is not uh, <laughs> getting any <laughs> payments is, in fact, being charged with restitution, Stephen Miles... Uh, was convicted for his part in the January 6th demonstrations. Now, this is not a gay man, and you may be wondering why we're doing this story. He is a star of gay porn films, so yes. we thought some of you might be fans of his. Yes. Uh, no, he has a wife. He's been uh, sentenced to two years in prison, $2,000 restitution for his direct attacks on police officers. He blamed the FBI, the deep state and BLM Antifa thugs for staging the riot <laughs> and also blamed a very troubled childhood of abuse for his misconduct. I mean, I yes, read I read I read his story. Terrible. It's quite terrible. Terrible. And that's where some of this stuff comes from. But now he's a member of the Proud Boys. Uh, so, yeah, so Whatever. Well, let's, can, we, can, we, can we talk about Steve Ostro? Sure. Uh, he has died at the age of 91. He was the founder, there he is, at the famous Continental Gay Bathhouse in the Ansonia Hotel on the Upper West Side of Manhattan. Uh, 1968. Yes. It didn't just... Before Stonewall. And uh, it, was, it was a bathhouse, but it also attracted celebrity... At, it wasn't just a bathhouse that attracted celebrity patrons like Rudolf Nureyev. They had performers there. This is where Bette Midler and Barry Manilow got their start <laughs> uh, before they were famous. The club was raided 200 times uh, uh, after they opened. So they paid. until they started paying off the police, right? Which is also the system here in New York. Well, because don't forget, gay sex was a crime in New York. It was until a year, 1980. Yes, and it was a year before Stonewall. Even uh, Ostro was an aspiring opera singer, and he wanted a place that wasn't the dingy baths uh, that did exist around town. This place had a disco, a black marble steam room, a restaurant, a chapel, a gym. A travel desk, that was my favorite, a boutique, a VD clinic, 
and well, a beach on the roof of the building. One of the few times I went there, they, they were given out free, legitimate massages. Uh, hundreds of rooms, private rooms for sex, thousands of lockers for people. Now, post-baths, Ostro sang with opera companies around the world, settling in Australia, where he became a vocal coach, and he founded Mature Age Gays, a support group. And in 2021, he received the Medal of Order of Australia for service to the LGBTQ community and the performing arts. And we have a little video we're going to show you. Just let me introduce it a little bit from the uh, documentary Continental about the baths. You're going to see right up front Rich Wandel, one of the first presidents of the Gay Activist Alliance, Ostro himself, Michael Musto, Patrick Pacheco, the theater critic, and at the end, Edmund White. Explain to us uh, what a New York bathhouse is or was. I think for the overwhelming majority of, of gay men, their first contact with, with the community at all would have been, depending on where they were, either, either a bathhouse uh, or a bar. If someone could open a business like this and treat customers like customers, like people, and have it clean and keep it, how can you miss? Hello, <laughs> I'm Steve Ostro, the infamous proprietor, owner, founder, creator of the Continental Baths, New York City, 1968 to 1974. The Continental Baths was a place where people could unite in a kind of safish way, knowing that you could have hot sex and anonymous sex and lots of sex. But before we opened, we got a call from, we don't know who, saying that before you open, the day you open, you're going to be raided by the police. You just don't open a bathhouse in this city without consulting with the police and the mafia. There's something about New York that grants you an anonymity. Nobody was going to see me going into a bathhouse. And there's an entertainer, so that gave me an excuse. The place to be on a Saturday night when they had entertainment. Bell, Bette Midler, Barry Manilow, I mean, so many different people. Me. <laughs> the excitement was explosive. When I first got there, I didn't leave until two weeks later. The bath was definitely seminal because it made people feel comfortable with themselves, with society at large. It started, it was the beginning of a sexual revolution. How many times do you think you went? I probably ten. Maybe more. I tend to <laughs> underestimate how many times I went to places like that. <laughs> it's been white. Okay. Uh, Larry Kramer was quoted as saying, I think the Continental Baths changed things more than Stonewall did. They were clean, and you could talk to people, and Bette Midler sang to you. That's true. Yeah. All right. As, as staying in New York City, a, there was a packed memorial for trans leader Cecilia Gentili uh, the day after her death. Um, this was at the Judson Memorial Church. We have two pictures from Donna Asito, our friend, showing the altar erected to Cecilia and the stricken mourners. Her death came at a great shock at only 52. We still don't know what the cause of death was. Um, the speakers at the service spoke 
not just of her fierce leadership, but her personal generosity and reputation for giving back to the community and creating family in the trans community, which she obviously did. Another public service is planned for today when we're taping in Brooklyn at Madison Street and Bushwick Avenue with a going home service at, are you ready? St. Patrick's (laughs) Cathedral on Thursday, February 15th, intended for the family. No going home service for me at St. Patrick's Cathedral. Thank you very much. You will have nothing to say about it. You'll be dead. Uh, You're throwing me in a dumpster. That's all I want. Scattering my ashes on a golf course. Okay. All right. International news. Uh, Well, the Greeks are going to vote on same-sex marriage expected to uh, February 15th, and it's expected to pass. And in uh, Ireland, uh, the Irish Competitive Dance Organization for Irish, you know, dancing has rejected a proposal to ban trans participation. They said they will remain inclusive. They're going to have a big membership vote in May, but uh, so far, so good. Yes, dancing and competing is the gender they identify with in daily life. In Yemen, the the, uh, Houthis, the ones attacking shipping in the Red Sea uh, these days, they sentenced 13 people to public execution on homosexuality charges. Another 35 have been detained on such charges. Including kids as young as 13. Crazy. This took place in Ibb, IBB, a Houthi-controlled province led by a jihadist group. They do have a long history of sentencing more people to death than they execute. Oh, boy. A human rights group counted 350 death sentences since 2014 and just 11 executions. Uh, Some of the, yes, uh, the official slogan of the Houthis is, God is great, death to America, death to Israel, a curse on Jews, victory to Islam. So Yemen. Says it all. You're not on my bucket list. (laughs) Uh, And we know about all the horrors in Uganda uh, with their anti-homosexuality bill. So uh, longtime gay activist in uh, London, Peter Tatchell, has uh, met with the Speaker of the House of Commons, um, Sir Lindsay Hoyle, to ask him to work on banning the leader of Uganda or a leader of Uganda from attending the Commonwealth meeting coming up in England. Right. Uh, they, want, they, want to, they want to get a meeting with the Home Secretary, James Cleverly, to, to impose the ban. Uh, but, you know, I'm not optimistic. Prime Minister no. Rishi Sunak this week made a joke about trans women during a debate in Parliament while the mother of slain trans teen Brianna Gray, Gay. Uh, Gay, uh, was in the gallery. Brianna's father has demanded an apology, and Sunak uh, says, oh, no, I mean, you know, I wasn't, you know, trying to make fun of her or anything. No, just kidding. Uh, in Ghana, uh, they are advancing a bill called the Promotion of Proper Human Sexual Rights and Ghanaian Family Values. It has now passed the consideration stage and moves on for a third reading. The president is expected to sign it or be overruled by parliament if he doesn't. Uh, the uh, parliament leader says, God wants us to populate this earth. Uh, the, you know, this, it's like they don't understand that kids have sexuality. Right. They don't understand that gay people can have children. They, they just twist everything. It's very frustrating. Uh, back to the United Kingdom, the right-wing actor Lawrence Fox from an esteemed uh, acting family 
called drag queen Crystal, a.k.a. Colin Seymour, a pedophile in an exchange over Again. Sain- Sainsbury's diversity policy. Sainsbury's the, drugs, the, the grocery store chain. He was sued for libel and countersued sued them for calling him a racist. The judge found that Fox defamed Crystal and Stonewall's Michael Blake, and that calling him a racist was not likely to damage his career. <laughs> he can now, the Blake and Crystal can now appeal for damages, and Fox vows to appeal. And the judge said uh, Fox calling uh, Crystal a pedophile was harmful, defamatory, and baseless. Right. Uh, again, lies, just lies. All right. In uh, Oh, in Finland, the uh, gay guy lost the presidential race, the <sighs> former foreign minister, uh, to the former president who got elected oh, okay. again, uh, who's more conservative, uh, 51 to 48, close uh, vote. And the, the more conservative now new, again, president is going to have to deal with Trump's NATO comments, right. uh, which is right. going to be a little creepy. So the Pope this week expanded on his gay blessings. Uh, he, now, he gave an interview. He said, I don't bless a same-sex marriage. I bless the people who love each other and also ask them to pray for me. He called objections from ideological groups in the United States and elsewhere hypocrisy. No one is scandalized when I give a blessing to an entrepreneur who perhaps exploits people. And that's a more serious sin. We all have to respect each other, everyone. Now, since I don't pray, I'll just say I wish the Pope would extend his welcome to marriage, uh, for gay couples, women priests, and out gay priests. Everyone. He just met with the new uh, right-wing leader of Argentina. They're going to have a little rapprochement in uh, Argentina, perhaps. But no rapprochement in Russia, Mm. where uh, uh, two girls who posted a picture of themselves kissing on TikTok have been forced by the police to apologize and claim it was just a joke because they could be arrested and prosecuted and fined under the anti-homosexuality propaganda law, which is only getting worse in Russia. Uh, They are also investigating the Duolingo uh, language learning app, because they say that contains too much LGBTQ content. It has some gay characters in it, and they also charged an activist for displaying Rainbow flags on Insta- no, excuse me, an artist for displaying rainbow flags on Instagram, yep. which they call a symbol of an extremist organization. <laughs> Russia, never very colorful, is looking grayer and grimmer every day. But Tommy day. Tuberville says that uh, Russia is a great place, and they're doing very well. Listen, participating in an extremist organization there can get you 12 years in prison. Exactly. Uh, but good news from Japan, where a trans man, Takakito Usui... 50 years old, on the left there, has won a legal gender change without being sterilized, which used to be the uh, standard that you could not be officially uh, your new gender identity without being sterilized. The Supreme Court struck down the old law in October, and Takakito is the first to be legalized under that new Law. Things come slowly in Japan, but they're coming. Hey, they don't come very fast here either. No. <laughs> All right. Uh, AIDS news. Uh, I should remind you that uh, we're taping on Valentine's Day, but it is also National Condom Day. Well, that makes sense. Be safe. Yeah.
Yes. Okay. And protect yourself from STIs. Yeah. Uh, our friends at Broadway Cares, which responds to all kinds of humanitarian disasters worldwide, not just AIDS, made donations of $200,000 each to Doctors for the World and the International Rescue Committee to relieve some of the misery in, in Gaza these days. Uh, prompting a, a rabbi named Erica Gerson to complain that I gave money at the theater to the red, you know, to the red buckets, you know, for, mm-hmm. for this. And it was misrepresented. Um, and she's complaining to the attorney general of New York. She might also not like that Broadway cares, of, you know, helps us out as well. Uh, Tom because Bayol- we do a lot of AIDS education on this show with uh, the news we've been covering for ever. And they care about LGBTQ people in right. general. Uh, Tom Viola, uh, who has headed the group forever, he told the Post, uh, Broadway Cares responds with compassion and action for all who are caught up in catastrophe. And the Human Rights Campaign had a problem this week. They held their big dinner in New York, and they were faced with protesters who invaded the dinner, including uh, Sarah Ramirez, who you remember uh, as an actress playing Che, on, uh, and, and, and... And just like that. Thank you. I was going to say, and so it goes, but that's uh, Vonnegut. And uh, who else? Uh, Sarah Ramirez, India Moore from uh, Pose, and a lot of others. They came in and interrupted the dinner, shouting that the that HRC should be giving more, uh, should be calling for a ceasefire in Gaza. Well, I mean, even, even the president, who was you know been standing obviously by by Israel from the beginning of the of the catastrophe there, uh, you know, is saying, "Don't invade uh, Rafa." Is it? Uh, now, I mean, without protecting civilians. Well, they told all the civilians to go to Rafa, and now they're bombing Rafa, and that is upsetting to people. They also, the protesters also uh, said to HRC, uh, you should not be taking corporate sponsorship from military contractors like Northrop Grumman, which gives me the opportunity to say no connection to Northrop Grumman. We're all brothers, None. And, si- we're all brothers and sisters, No, Anne. I think there are a lot of people who assume that I am somehow <laughs> familially connected, and I am not. So I, I don't think they should be taking money from Northrop Grumman either. And I'm not related to Daniel Hum, the most famous Hum at uh, 11 <laughs> Madison, so don't ask me for a reservation. Okay. Which takes us to entertainment news. Okay. Uh, All right. Well, uh, we wanted to follow up on the Grammys last week and the really brilliant and heartwarming performance uh, by Tracy Chapman and Luke Combs of Tracy's hit from long ago, Fast Car, and Luke's uh, redo of it this last year. And that became a huge hit. After the Grammys, uh, Tracy's version became number one on iTunes, which was uh, very After all these years. Yeah. So Luke Combs put up an Instagram message uh, that said it's still he to written to Tracy saying it still feels unreal. Thank you for letting me be part of your moment. Thank you for your impact on my musical journey and everyone else's. I hope you felt how much you mean to the world. We're all in awe of you. And I was just the guy lucky enough to have the best seat in the house. Very touching. And they're, and Gives they're, me chills. To and they're quite a that. pair. They're quite a pair. Wow. You know, the, yes. the black lesbian and the and the uh, heavy the white set white guy. white country singer. Yeah. So it's great. Well, we can, it was, we can all get along. And if you haven't, if you somehow missed that performance, 
find it on YouTube. No, no, I'll link to it again this week. Okay. We put it in the email last week. We'll put it in again this week. It gives me chills to listen uh, uh, to it more it and more. It does. It was terrific. Yeah. All right. HBO's We're Here about drag queens spreading love in small town America is coming back for a fourth season, April 26th. Uh, it has won two Emmy Awards and a prestigious Peabody, as well as GLAD Awards. This season, they will be working with folks in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, and Tulsa, Oklahoma, as well as surrounding towns. And there's a picture of uh, Shangela. Shangela. Shangela, Eureka, and Bob the Drag Queen. Uh, also, they stood up at a Just Say, Just Say Gay rally in Brevard County, Florida, to protest DeSantis and the cops don't, and the uh, GOPs. This, this has turned out to be a really unexpected, important, and impactful show. These three drag queens are going around the country and they go to small red state towns and they embed themselves with the townspeople. They find sort of oppressed LGBTQ people in the town and they end up by putting on a big drag performance that involves a lot of the townsfolk and, and brings in a big audience from the town. And it is heartwarming every time and and scary a lot with, right. with some of what they run into. Really important to watch it. We're here on HBO. April 26th. And uh, I talked last week about how Kokomo City was now running on Showtime, which is a terrific documentary about yes. uh, black trans uh, sex workers in uh, Georgia. And I see that The Stroll, another great documentary yes. about uh, mostly black trans sex workers in New York City that goes through a lot of the history, is still running on HBO. So highly recommend uh, Kokomo City on Showtime and the Stroll on HBO. And I've changed my mind about Feud, Capote versus the Swans, at least based on the third episode. I really did like the first one. I know you didn't. Uh, but the third, a black and white recreation of the Maisel's Brothers documentary on Capote, centered on Capote's famous 1966 black and white masquerade ball at the plaza with 500 swells in attendance, could not have been more boring and vapid. Well, here's, I will repeat if I, I can't remember whether I said this before, so I'll repeat myself perhaps. Hulu, the Capote tapes, documentary, black and white, all the real people around that ball and other things, much more compelling and real. But it's not the Maisel's Brothers documentary. Maisel's Brothers wanted to do you. They did. Uh, they, doing AIDS, Albert doing, doing AIDS education and sexuality education. Well, I met his wife through my uh, an ex of mine, and she worked at the Ackerman Institute doing, uh, you know, therapy and couples therapy. And I went to watch that because they were doing some uh, gay couples in that. And then I met her husband, who turned out to be Albert Mazels, and then he came and watched some of our educational programs in the schools and and thought about doing a documentary on that. It never happened, but he was a great guy, and uh, so was she. Their and... most famous documentary, of course, and the Hamptons. Oh, uh, 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 Gray Gardens. Gray Gardens, which yes. was turned into a musical. All right, we have three minutes. All right, Boy George but is back on the Broadway. Capote, the Capote tapes on Hulu. Uh, Boy George is back on Broadway after a 20-year absence. He was in Taboo years ago. 
taking over the lead role in Moulin Rouge as the impresario, originated by Danny Burstein, who won the Tony for it. George will be integrating some of his uh, Culture Club songs, because that's what the show is, okay. a bunch of pop songs. Hannah Gadsby has a special coming back to Netflix on March 5th, where she is basically introducing a lot of uh, queer comics, uh, seven of them. Uh, I, I saw the trailer. We'll see. But if you want to see Hannah Gadsby, Netflix, March 5th. Uh, Saturday Night Live is uh, being very controversial, bringing on Shane Gillis to host on February 24th. He was fired as a cast member because of All his right. homophobic and racist uh, jokes. But, uh, you know, that, uh, what's his name? Lauren uh, Michaels. Thank you. Uh, you know, one week he has Dave Chappelle on stage at the end of the show, and poor Bowen Yang is off in a corner trying to avoid having any contact. When I was a page at NBC, I complained about a homophobic joke in 1977. Wow. <laughs> During the rehearsal. Yeah. And uh, news from Billy D. Williams' autobiography, newly out. He says, Marlon Brando propositioned me at a party. I said, I'm not into men. Uh, now, now 86, he himself said in 2019 that he sees himself as feminine as well as masculine and that he spent his life around gay people, including, he said, James Baldwin was his dearest friend. But he told the uh, bisexual, Brando was out about being bi, uh, he wasn't into guys. Uh, but whatever you are, you are. Uh, Past Lives, one of the Oscar Best Picture nominees, is running on Showtime. I liked it because I like Greta Lee. It is, some people find it a little slow and pointless, <laughs> but I was in the mood for it. It's one of those movies you really have to be in the mood for and be willing to go with. I was, so I liked it. Uh, I also saw, as you have, American Fiction and Oppenheimer. Uh, they were okay. Oh, they were okay, and Northrop says, Gay <laughs> well, USA. Well, what do you think? I, uh, I liked American fiction. I mean, there were parts of it. And it has more gay content yeah. than uh, gay you, you would expect. Yeah. Yeah, played uh, by they, Sterling uh, K. Johnson. I, I didn't hate them, but I wasn't jumping up and down. <laughs> I liked Oppenheimer, actually, more than I expected to. Yeah, three hours long. Well, I also liked the TV series. All right, that's the end of Valentine's Day. We love gay you. USA. Thanks for watching. <laughs> that's right. Uh, and we, I, I'm on jury duty next week. Rob Shooter will be here. Bye.